Welcome to track number seven of Fight the Good Fight. The next subject which you are going to receive standing is what I call the surprise of war. War is a surprise. Amen? Now, for many of you, war and fighting is a surprise. How many were surprised that you still have to keep on fighting? You thought you had arrived and you realized that it's a struggle. Some of you, you got a beloved and you think, yeah, I'm done, man. I got it. Some of you, you sign and you are still struggling. You know, one day, a couple came to see me. And they said they wanted to come for counseling. So when they came, I was intimidated. Do you know why? Because they had been married for 25 years. And I had been married for maybe about 9 years. So I was intimidated. I said 25 years. So I was trying to imagine the problems that 25 year marriage people are going to come with. So when they came, I couldn't believe my ears. They were like people who have been married for two years. Quarreling over the same things. That was one of the greatest revelations of my life. 25 years with exactly like they just started. He says that I'm this and this and that. And she says that I'm this. When I say this, this, this. And she says this. And he said, I said, wow, 25 years. What a surprise. You would have thought that, oh, when two rivers meet, initially you see some turbulence, but as the rivers are going, you see that it becomes smoother. This is how I used used to counsel people. I say, you know, you get in mind, when you meet, it's like some turbulence, but it gets smoother. I still still believe that. But you see, as you are going, you may meet some rocks. So, do not be surprised if your whole life is going to be one big conflict and fight. A certain pastor's wife, she said to her husband, You at all, when will you have peace? When will there be peace in your life? When? When? Never. Answer is never. We are fighting. Let me tell you, look, if you're going to work for the Lord, the fight will intensify. As soon as you stagnate, there will be no conflict. But as you start, if you keep pressing, you watch and see. If you are having peace, we are in different worlds. Wow. Why war is a surprise? Why fighting is a surprise? Number one, fighting a good fight, having to fight and having a war is a surprise because you are a good person. Isn't it? Are you not a good person? Oh, why should a good person like you have to fight? Number two, fighting in war is a surprise because you have good motives. Isn't it? Do you not have good motives? 
How many have good motives? So when you enter into marriage and you have problems with your good motives and your good intentions, huh? You surprise and say, oh, wow, wow. Me? What are you saying? Oh, man. Number three, fighting and war is a surprise to you because you have not done any bad thing to anybody and there is no cause for revenge or any such thing. You haven't done anything bad. Sometimes you wonder, Why did I, how did I become like this? What have I done to be somebody who is battling all the time? Huh? I haven't done anything bad. I've not sown that seed to reap it. Because when you are spiritual, you know if you sow a seed, you reap it. That king was cut off. They cut off his thumbs. And he cut off the thumbs of 70 kings. Myself. So it is good that they cut off and they killed him. Wow. Are you listening? You haven't done anything bad to anybody? Why is anybody going to be angry with you? Huh? Sit down. Wow. By the way, where are the dancers? What song are you going to dance for us? Quick, come. Number four. Fighting and war is a surprise because you are working for the Lord. Have you written it down? Fighting is a surprise because what? You're working for the Lord and why should you have a problem? Why should you have a problem in your life if you're working for the Lord? Wow. And finally, fighting is a surprise because you are doing it in the name of God. Those of you standing here, have you written these notes? Get to your seat and write before water is poured on you. Instead of writing the notes, you are thinking of dancing. When you've written the notes, you can come. Seven people who were surprised that they were fighting. Number one. I'm waiting for the dancers now. Have you written the last five points? Huh? I gave you five. The fifth one. War is a surprise because all that you are doing, you are doing in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You've come in the name of the Lord. Now look at what they are. Ha! When we were attacked in Kolegon, I was so surprised. I said, ah, why? Why? We're doing something good. Why would anybody not want us to build a toilet for the community? Your toilet exploded December 8th. December 8th, before the elections. 
Huh? And we have built the toilet for you. You will not be happy. You rather attack us. Okay. That is, that is it. It's amazing. They attacked us. We did everything we could do. I told them, oh, I'm NBC. I also supported. I voted for them. Still, my vote didn't help. I see no reason why I should vote again. Yeah. And there's no difference whether these people or these people are the same. They have not been able to show a marked difference. So any of them who come to you, pray for them. Yeah. He's praying you that I'm saying now. Show a difference, then I will vote for you. It pains them when you say that they are the same. You see that something is doing. These people are They want you to say they are Satan. We are, they are not Satan. They are, not, they are also human beings. You know what? Some people are waiting to cause trouble. But we will resist them. We will resist them in Jesus' name. Are you ready? Seven people who were very surprised that they were fighting. Number one. The dancers are surprised that they are dancing now. You've got to be fast, man. Otherwise, you lose your opportunity.
Hallelujah. Wow. Now, number one, seven people who were surprised that they had to fight. Number one, David was surprised that Saul was fighting with him. And Saul spoke to Jonathan, his son, and to all the servants, that they should kill David. Yeah. First Samuel 19, verse 1. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted much in David. And Jonathan told David, said, My father seeketh to kill thee. Now therefore I pray thee, take heed to thyself until the morning, and abide in the secret place. And I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where thou art, and I will commune with my father of thee. And what I see that will I tell thee. And Jonathan spake good of David unto Saul his father, and said unto him, Let not the king sin against his servant against David, because he hath not sinned against thee, and because his work hath been to thee toward very good. For he did put his life in his hand and slew the Philistine. And the Lord wrought a great salvation for all Israel, thou sowest it and did rejoice. Wherefore then without sin against innocent blood to slay David without a cause. Without a cause. There's no reason. Wow. So, without a reason, a good person has entered into conflict and struggles that are not his doing. He hasn't done anything bad to anybody. So, as you come into this life, I want to welcome you to the battle. I know you haven't done anything bad to deserve any fighting or struggling in this world. But, unfortunately, Life on this earth is a fight. Especially if it's you are fighting for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. God. Amen. Amen. So, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. I have been surprised all through my life. Why? I have no bad intention. I haven't done anything bad to you. Only good things. And David was surprised. Oh man! What seed have I sown to reap this? I remember a certain sister. She could not have a baby. And she told me, she, she lamented to me. She said, what have I done? I was a virgin. I know this person in the church. person has had five abortions. And now has five children. One for one. What have I done? You see, you haven't done anything. But you've entered into a fight. You've done nothing wrong. David was a good person who had come to work. When Saul was demon afflicted, David would play the harp and he would be free, feel free and he served him. He went and risked his life to fight Philistines. And for that, he was, the instructions were given to kill him. For a good person, a good pastor, going on a mission. So you know what? I'm, I'm going to show you the principles. 
devil will never be able to defeat you. No, the war that he will spring against you without reason, he will see something that he hasn't seen before. Huh? Yes. He will see something that he hasn't seen one before. Let's watch and see. Pray that I will be able to share those principles with you. First Samuel 23, verse 15. And David saw that Saul was come to seek out his life. And David was in the wilderness of Ziph in a wood. And David said in his heart, I shall now perish one day by the hand of Saul. There is nothing better for me than that I should speedily escape into the land of the Philistine. And Saul shall despair of me to seek me any more in the coast of Israel. And David arose and he passed over with 600 men that were with him into Ashish and dwelt there. Even David with his two wives, Ahinoam the Jezreelitess and Abigail the Carmelitess, Nabal's wife. Wow. Number two, David was surprised that his son was fighting with him. <laughs> yeah, his son. His own son. His own son. Huh? What a shock. When you read David's children in Chronicles, it lists Solomon and this one, Absalom, all these guys. Second Samuel 16 verse 11. And David said to Abishai and to all his servants, Behold, my son, which came forth out of my bowels, seeketh my life. How much more now may this Benjamite do, do it? Leave him alone and let him curse me. For the Lord has instructed him to curse me. Oh. David was so depressed. He said, My son, who came out of my bowels, seeketh my life. You see, when you are not experienced and you see somebody going through something, you say, ah, just calm down as a father. Calm down. And your children will come to you naturally. Calm down. Don't, don't scare them away from you. You see, calm down. They will all come. Really? You wait. You will see something. You will say that you are the best mother. And that thought in your head is the reason why things will happen to you. I'm telling you. Because when happening to fathers and grown-ups, you are always thinking in your head that there is a reason that they are reaping it. You are just like Job's friends. They have reason. Something, you must have done something wrong for all these things to happen. It doesn't just happen to people. A pastor told me, he said, one day I went out with my wife. We went for dinner. When we came back home. You know, in those days, they used to have answer machines. Do they still have them? But there were answer machines. He said, when he came home, he saw that there was a message on the answer machine. So, you know, the answer machine, you press play. And the message plays. He told me, I have two children. My son and my daughter. When I press play, hello, daddy. I am in um, so and so and so. 
I got married today to uh, my boyfriend, and we are married, and we are in whatever. Thanks for everything. Bye. By uh, this thing, answer machine. The pastor told me, he said, look, and she, he, she married an unbeliever. He said he was the pastor, Assemblies of God pastor. Yeah. You see, you may be surprised that you have come to this world and your son. So if you see my son, spiritual son, even biological, fighting me, Read your Bible. And don't give reasons that you don't know about. I've had a lot of spiritual sons fighting me. Not a lot, but I've had some. I've had some build cannons outside my house with fire. Fire! 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 And I have to bring archers and other people to shoot them. Also, look, shoot my son over there. Shoot him down. Or he's firing guns at my house. Oh. And you come to me and say, Calm down. Can't you see it's your son? You are shooting arrows. That guy is also your son. I said, that, but he's shooting cannons towards the house. Where will I stay when he breaks down this house? Yeah. A pastor who is my son, who is breaking lighthouse up, is breaking my house. Which I've been building all these years. He's breaking down the church. He's taking away branches, separating this group, taking away members. He's firing shots at the building. For which I have to also deploy archers, spear, people who can carry spear like a withered bee. Men with faces like lions. To go and fight with them. Or I should sit in the house until the bomb falls on me. David said, my son who came out of my life. I pastored them. I counseled their marriage. I officiated their weddings. I appointed them as pastors. I ordained them as pastors. Huh? And I spoke good words about them. They want to destroy me. Wow. They are all unexpected battles. But... That is how, welcome, welcome, this is ministry. Welcome, ministry. Amen. And so, a Christian must not be surprised when things start to become hot. Hot. Expect fire. Well, of course, those of you who are civilians, uh, spiritual civilians, I'm not expecting you to... Uh, this, this, this don't apply to you. Ask your neighbor, are you a spiritual civilian or a spiritual soldier? Ooh. Number three. David was shocked when started fighting him as soon as he was anointed. As soon as people heard that he was anointed, no, fights broke out. Second Samuel chapter 5 verse 17 
But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came to seek David. And David heard of it and went down to the hole. And the Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephim. And David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go up to the Philistines without delivering them into my hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thy hands. Hallelujah. What has David done? He's anointed. Just because he's anointed, people have spread themselves in the valley of Rephim. Do you see what the anointing does? It draws enemies. It draws Philistines. It draws battles. Not of your own doing. You haven't done anything wrong. But you see that the, the anointed person is in the midst of a battle for his own survival. Just because he is anointed. Because the devil can smell the anointing. That's why the Bible says that the, 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 the adulterous woman will hunt for the precious life. When the devil sees that you are a potential great, you see that women will be after you. Yeah. Delicious women and coffin marriage ladies. Those who want to attrape you in, a, in their personal coffin. You will be trapped. When you do the right, you see that there is a well, when you do the left, you see that. When you knock up, you see that. There's something that. No way out. You are mine. Stay in the house. A certain lady was married to a cripple man. And they were asking her, What is it like to be married to a cripple? So, me, me I like it. And I prefer that. So, why? So he cannot go anywhere. He stays here. He stays here with me. I prefer it. I prefer it. He cannot go anywhere. He is here with me. This is a, this, I'm well, the part that is a fairy tale. I'll tell you this is a fairy tale. The part that is real. Um, that is it. He said because he cannot go anywhere. I prefer it. He's there. Always. He doesn't go in. Hey! It's a depot, eh? I asked her, I like it. Because some people were thinking that maybe she wasn't so happy that her husband was a cripple like his legs were not. Oh no. This is what I prefer. This is a body. He says, it's, it's, uh, it's secure. Secure in the house. <laughs> Woman's. Woman's. Is that how your mind is? Is that how your mind is working? You prefer us to be trapped in the house that you cannot go out to see people. Is it a right way of thinking as a woman? <laughs> David was anointed. So some of you are going to have a whole lot of battles. Yeah. Battles at church. 
battles in marriage. Not because you haven't done anything. Don't think you have done something wrong. You may even think, well, I've made a mistake. You haven't made any mistake. There's no mistake. <laughs> you are just anointed. So, it is what I've caused. Why did the people come to fight with David? Just because he was anointed. That's why the problem so started from that anointing. You don't want you going to carry them. You are praying, Lord, please fill me with your spirit. Lord, fill me with your spirit. Lord, pray for spirit of anointing, spirit of grace, spirit of power. And the spirit has come. Now the spirit has come. And all the demons are saying, But anointing is this one. It's too big for us. And they spread themselves over the valley of Riffin. The Bible said the Philistines spread themselves when they saw that David was anointed. That's when you'll be seeing an anointed person. The guy is traveling with titanic struggles. Titanic struggles. Because of the anointing. Yeah. Look, they, uh, so, uh, uh, what is his name? So, uh, uh, friend is saying, what is, the, uh, what is the guy's name? Paul. Paul. He said, Charlie, because of the revelations and things that I had. Revelations. I was praying for revelations every day because of those revelations that I had. Satan was buffeting me freely. There was no restriction on him. Nobody knows what it was. Yeah. Because of revelations. Because of said, Oh, Bishop, revelation. This is revelation. <laughs> you don't know the price that I'm paying to carry that revelation. Yeah. You may never know limited. You may never know. What is my goal? I'm not done anything. I'm working for God. It's because of God I'm doing this. What have I done wrong? Why? Why is all this happening to me? My friend, look, just realize that you are slotted in for big time battles. If you want big time ministry, big time battle. And if you are a woman, if you are a woman, a woman marrying a woman being who is a brother, and you, you want peace. Forget an anointed person. Don't marry an anointed man. Just marry some... Marry a bank manager. Vivian, you want happiness? Peace? This guy... What, what, what is your aim? Like, stand up, stand up. What, I, what is your aim? To be a missionary. To be a missionary. You want to be a missionary? Yes, please. And she wants to marry you? Yes, please. Are you sure you can? You sure you can, baby? By the grace of God. By the grace of God. When the Philistines spread themselves out. When the Philistines spread themselves out. You say you want to be a missionary's wife. When your husband is speaking the words. Of revelation and power. Will you be sending me text? No, no, no. Father, no. No, in Jesus' name. No. No, she will not. Will you be sending me text? Telling me, sending me text. Telling me text. 
good morning. I am sorry. I cannot go. Again. Again. That is it. I don't want you to see the name. I cannot go. When the Philistines spread themselves, just because they hear that God has given you a gift. Some of you are going to be prophets, you know. You know why? Because you see, something that I haven't had, God is going to give you. Something that I haven't walked in, God is going to give you. Something that I didn't enjoy, God will give you. So that you can do greater works. Yeah. Wow. Powerful. Powerful. Wow. Yeah. Will you be able to stand and say, when the devil comes to your house, will you say, I'm going to call Bishop. Hello, Bishop. Hello, Bishop. It's worth it. And I'm speaking a lot to the ladies. Because, you see, a lot of you, if you marry a brother who is going into bank management, you'll be a bank manager's wife. It's cool, man. That's cool. Or you can be a road contractor's wife. Road contractor's wife. When he finishes with the road and he comes home, do you understand? There's nobody at the only fittest and I mean these masons and so on. in just so you will not see there's no woman woman's there. Wow. What do you think? What do might be a contractor's wife? ICT teacher. <laughs> ICT teacher. I see a woman coming. With her wedding dress. But in the spirit she is holding her coffin. And you are also holding her hand. And she is holding it. Have you seen there is a film Arnold Schwarzenegger is holding some coffin. Your wife is stronger than Arnold Schwarzenegger. She's holding the coffin like that. She's waiting. As soon as you sign, you put on that you put it down. It's inside. Inside. This is your home. Can you stand? 
No, no, no. I'm asking whether you can stand. When you stand now, it doesn't do anything. Jehoshaphat was surprised that the children of Ammon and Boab wanted to fight with him. Oh. And it came to pass after this also, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 1, that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon, with them others besides the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. And there came some and told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea, on this side of Syria. And Jehoshaphat was frightened. And he set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim the fast. And Judah gathered themselves together to pray and ask help of the Lord. And they came to seek the Lord. Amen. And they prayed to the God of heaven. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones and their wives and their children. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Mataniah, and Levi, the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord. And he said, Hearken ye all Judah. Thus say the Lord, Be not afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them by the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. Wow. Number five. Hezekiah was surprised that the king of Assyria wanted to fight with him. Amen. Amen. Second Kings chapter 18. And it came to pass one king, Hezekiah, had, he, he, covered, he rent his clothes and he sent Eliakim. And he said unto him, Thus saith Hezekiah, This is a day of trouble and rebuke. For the children are come to their birth, and there is no strong strength to bring forth. It may be the Lord thy God will hear the words of Rabshakeh, whom the king of Assyria hath sent to reproach the living God. And he will reprove the words which the Lord thy God hath heard. So the servants of king Hezekiah came to Isaiah, and Isaiah said unto them, you shall say to your master, Thus saith the Lord, Be not afraid of the words which thou hast heard. Amen. Hezekiah was also surprised. Number six, Ahab the king was surprised that Ben-Hadad of Syria. And Ben-Hadad the king of Syria gathered all his hosts together to fight against Ahab. And there were 32 kings with him and horses and chariots. And they besieged Samaria and warred against it. And he sent messengers to Ahab, king of Israel, into the city, saying, Thus says Ben-Hadad, Your silver and your gold are mine. Your wives also and your children, even the goodliest, they are mine. The king of Israel answered and said, O Lord my king, according to thy saying, I am thine, and all that I have. And the messengers came and said, Thus speaketh Ben-Hadad, saying, Although I have sent unto thee, saying, Thou shalt deliver me thy silver and thy gold, thy wives and thy children. Yet I will send my servants unto thee tomorrow about this time, and they shall search thine house, houses of thy servants, and it shall be that whatsoever is in thine eyes, they shall put it in, thine, in their hand and take it away. Then the king of Israel called all the elders, this is First Kings 20 verse 1, all the elders of the land and said, Mark, I pray you, see how this man seeketh a quarrel. Eh? <laughs> He seeketh mischief, for he sent unto me for my wives and my children, my silver and my gold, and I denied him not. 
You see, there are people who just get up and seek quarrels. You haven't done anything bad. But here you are, there's a war. So all good people of the first love camp, you are good people. But expect Ben Haddad of Syria. Expect the Ammonites and the Moabites. Expect all the characters. And last of all, the psalmist. Psalm 2. Why do the heathen rage? And the people imagine a vain thing. Huh? Why do the heathen rage? And the people imagine a vain thing. So you can see that the people are imagining ideas how to destroy you. Huh? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel against the Lord and his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. But he that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. Amen. Wow. Is it amazing? So, brothers and sisters, I think we've had a long talk about fighting the good fight of faith, isn't it? So many different things and ideas. Wow. So, let us welcome the stars to tell us how they plan to stand for the Lord. Amen. Ooh.